This is a uh, this is our believers meeting tonight, and so let's get about our business. What do you say? Amen. Amen. Let's look at Acts chapter thirteen. Acts. Chapter 13. Don't you like the word acts? Sounds a lot better than sits. I don't know. (laughs) Nothing, chapter 13. (laughs) Or just plans. Plans, chapter 13. No, acts. Acts 13, verse 1. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them away. And then verse 4 says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Solution. From there they sailed to Cyprus. That, that type of meeting that they were having there is somewhat like what we do. Uh, of course, the Lord will lead us in many different directions in services like these. But you could call their meeting there a believer's meeting. Maybe you call it a prayer meeting, but they were together. They were fasting. And nobody's eating here tonight, are they? All right, good. Then we're in, we're in line. <laughs> um, but they were fasting, and what, what else were they doing? They were ministering to the Lord. In other words, putting their, their own natural desires down, and they were pu- focusing all their attention and their um, efforts on ministering to the Lord. That's an interesting concept there of itself, the fact that we can minister to the Lord, that the Lord receives ministry. I mean, we think about ministry always going from God or in, you know, from one person, from God, from a person to another person, but actually ministry goes both ways, right? We actually minister to the Lord. Does the Lord need ministry? Well, He receives it, <laughs> You know, we can minister to the Lord. And it said nowhere in there. And the Lord said, ah, what are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Why don't you take care of your own stuff? No, that actually, um, you know, gives, a, gives place for God to do some tremendous things when we minister to Him. You know, I, we even think about sometimes praise and worship. And we think praise and worship is from us to God. And that's absolutely true, but you know there are scriptural references that imply that God ministers to us in that same fashion. That he actually, remember Jesus talked about those who um, sought the praises of men rather than the praises of God. Meaning praise comes from God to people. So Why do we always just have to praise him? Why does he have to praise you? 
And I, you know, what I see is this relationship goes both ways. In many things that we do in worship and adoration to the Lord, he actually does back. Now, of course, it's different in regards to he's not worshiping us as his creator, as his savior, or anything of that nature. But there is an intimacy there that can take place between us and God. We worship him. He's our all in all. But he actually, you know, it's hard for us to use that word worship, but he loves back on us. He, he praises us. He you know, acknowledges good things in us and affirms us in, in, in so many different things. And so uh, in this passage, they ministered to the Lord. But look what happened when they did. They prayed. They were fasting. They, they ministered to the Lord, and, and, and he started speaking. He started speaking. They gave their attention to him, and God started speaking. The Holy Spirit said, gave them specific direction for uh, these guys, and, uh, and then they laid hands on, them, hands on them, so there was a sending out, there was an impartation, there was, there was prophetic utterance, there was ministry. What is that? That's a believer's meeting, you know, and that's what we come to do. We come to hear from God. We come to minister to Him, you know, and if that's all we did is minister to Him, that's good, and, and, and because, you know, He's always going to minister back to us as well, uh, but so often we find that when we spend time we, we're not just, you know, quick, let's get this in five minutes, but we spend time talking to Him, ministering, worshiping the Lord. That, that creates an environment, an atmosphere where we can hear Him. Not only does it create the right atmosphere in our midst, not only does it prepare our hearts in the sense that we are now focused and sensitive to Him, but I believe there's even more to it that in that context of us talking to him, he'll actually say things. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really opposed to the, the concept or idea that God is always broadcasting and we just have to tune in to hear him. Uh, I'm not opposed to that. I believe God always has something to say. But not always is he saying everything. It's not just, if I'm really in tune, I'm going to know everything. <laughs> you know, I'm going to know everything about our country's future. I'm going to know about every, every step of my life from here on out if I'm just tuned in. No, I don't think that's the case. I think that's part of it. But sometimes, you know, the reason that you don't know what to do is because God hasn't told you yet. I mean, you know, that's the real, real reality. You can go too far in that, and you can go too far on the other side, Right? Too far on the other, you know, too far on one side, it just has to do with, uh, well, I'm not hearing anything, so I guess God's not talking. <laughs> well, I think He's always saying something, right? And so it might just be on our side, like the radio fr- uh, analogy, we're just not tuned into the right frequency, we're, a, we're awake to this world, we're awake to natural things, but not awake to spiritual things, all right? But again, the other side it is a real reality that he just doesn't show everything all at once. And it's not a matter of, man, if I pray long enough, God will tell me everything. No, he won't. <laughs> He'll tell you what he wants to tell you. And if you're praying and in tune and focusing on and you have faith that he will talk to you, yes, he will. But you can't control what he's going to say. You can ask him about stuff. And sometimes he'll tell you right there, right then, right what you want. Sometimes he'll tell you later. He will. He'll always talk to you. He'll always talk to me. I believe that. You know, he's not lacking words. But I want to be consistently in a position in my life 
where I can hear what God wants to say that day. Because I know He's faithful that as I go through life, I'm not going to run into things that He didn't see coming. I'm not going to have to make decisions that He didn't know I was going to have to make. Does that make sense? And so therefore, if I just, as a manner of lifestyle, tune in, get my focus on Him... I believe I'll run into certain days and all of a sudden God will speak to me and I'll know what I need to know at that time. Amen? And so they ministered to the Lord and fasted in the Holy Spirit said. Amen. And then notice they got sent out by Him. There's nothing more valuable than being sent out by God. There's a lot of times we decide to do stuff. (laughs) And, you know, there are the plans of man. But then there's God sending someone out. Then there's God's hand on someone that says, now go, move, do, speak, say, you know, and, and act. And, and, and when a person is, is moved by God, mm, nothing better than that. I tell you what, nothing better than that. Than knowing for, for a, of a certainty that God's hand is upon me in this, in this action, in this endeavor. And uh, praise God, praise God. So how about we minister to the Lord? Amen? And then we'll just see whatever the Lord wants to say to us. But we're not, we don't have to just not to focus this. Let's quick get there so we can get to the prophecies. I like the prophecies. <laughs> well, that's not always the way it comes. We minister to the Lord and we let Him move and manifest. And, and maybe we'll prophesy. Maybe we'll pray. I don't know. Maybe we'll just worship. Maybe we'll lay hands on the sick. Maybe we'll... Lay hands on the healed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get excited. Maybe we'll have, have victory. Amen. And direction. All these things can happen. It can be a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand up on our feet for a little bit and just begin to praise the Lord. And uh, just go ahead and just start ministering to the Lord. Just out of your own mouth. Father God, we worship you. We just love on you tonight. Lord, we just honor you with our heart. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, something we should all understand about, about the kingdom of God, about how the Lord operates, is that uh, there, there's an element of always looking ahead, and, and vision is a God thing. But too many times people get their eyes on things that they want, places where they want to be, and they're not doing right with the place where they are. They're not thankful for what has already been given. They're not, in one sense, being faithful with what they have before them now. Part of that is they're so consumed with what can happen and what they desire to happen that they stop using what's before them now. You know, it's the, it, it's the person who's believing for a new car while they curse their current one. It's the person who's believing for a life, their life to change in some way while they, you know, curse their current situation instead of being thankful for what you do have. Now, I'm not talking about being thankful for bad stuff, but being thankful for what God has given today. I, I see in my spirit... In fact, the first line of the song, uh, 
that we need to deal, do rightly with what is before us now. What do you have before you now? Make sure and give your attention to that. Make sure and do right with that. And then the Lord will propel you forward. While you're so glad and so thankful for every good and perfect gift that has come from above. Then all of a sudden, you, you get blindsided with something better. Right in the middle of being fully satisfied and being thankful for what He has given you. You forget for a moment about what you wanted. And bam! There it is. I tell you what, that's what the Lord wants to do. Sometimes He's hindered. He's prohibited by a lack of attention with what's before us now. What do you have in your hand now? We love you, Lord. We are thankful tonight. Thankful today for all we know. all we have oh Shammai Deze you want to know more (laughs) don't forget about how much you've already received man don't don't forget about the light that you have you want to know more but you have some light walk in that light Thank Him for the understanding, the revelation that you have. Amen. Let's go ahead and be seated for a moment. Oh, thank you, Lord. Many of you know the principle. But it's it's worthy of our thoughts. The Apostle Paul was known as Saul when he had an experience with God on the road to Damascus and when he heard the voice from heaven and there was a bright shining light and, uh, and the Lord spoke to him and, uh, and, and Saul at the time said Lord what do you want me to do he said who are you Lord what do you want me to do the Lord's response to him was not giving him the whole plan but was giving him one assignment. And it seemed pretty minuscule for such a grand experience. (laughs) You know, while we're talking, Lord, might as well give out the whole plan. Uh, While I have you here. (laughs) uh, But the Lord just simply told him, he said, I want you to go into the city and it'll be told you what to do there. Well, no, I want to know everything, Lord. What am I going to do when I get in the city? I'll tell you then. Well, why don't you just tell me now? Why don't you just obey? How about that? Try that on for size. Uh, why don't you just do it? And, and you see, you see there, the Lord reveals to us how He operates. And certainly, it's not out of His ability, and He may do it. Show someone step one, two, three, and four. But very, very frequently, He'll show you step one. That's not what I was praying about, Lord. I'm praying about step two. Step one seems insignificant. But to him, maybe it's the obedience factor. I think it's the step of faith. When I'm willing to step out in faith with what he has said, 
then I'll get more. Then I'll get more and be led. But if I don't take a step of faith today, then I'll never get to the next place. Amen. Oh, the Lord is good. You know, this, this might seem very uh, elementary, but with every endeavor, with every person's life and what they do in life, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. How many know all three of those are important, but one of the problems that many people have is they're seeing the end, which is a good vision to have, but they never start. And how many know, understand, again, it's not, might not seem real deep, but if you don't start, you don't even get to the middle, let alone the end. And sometimes people don't start because they're waiting for more information. I want a little bit more. But some, there's, there's, there's just a number of things that, in my experience, you just don't get the whole plan. You just get the starting point. The Lord directs you to begin to start something. And when you start, then you begin to see. Sometimes, now let's deal with real life. Sometimes you see, oh, huh, missed it there. <laughs> what do you do if you miss it there? You back up. Okay. But still, you can't let fear of failure or fear of missing it or fear of not getting it right keep you on the spiritual couch your whole life. And it's not uncommon for people just to not do anything. How, what are you going to do? Well, I'm praying about it. Well, that's good. And, I, and a lot of people skip that step. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but if we're praying about it year after year, time is ticking away. You never get to the middle. The middle's the biggest part. And the middle has multiple stages and steps within it. But I know I'd never be here if I didn't begin. And sometimes the beginning part is hard. And when I mean it's hard, it's hard on the flesh. It's doing that first thing because it's new. Oftentimes new things are uncomfortable. And your flesh wants, I want to do what I know how to do. <laughs> Amen. Or I'd rather just someone dump a boatload of money on, on me. That'd take the pressure off. <laughs> but there's always a, a step of faith that's necessary in doing the will of God in fulfilling His plan. And He'll lead you. He'll talk to you. He'll speak to you and direct you. Focus on Him. Come on now. Take some time in your own life and, and minister unto the Lord. Just say, Lord, I'm not here. For, I'm not just praying something out right now. I'm not just trying to get you to move. I'm just, I'm just ministering to you. Ministering to you. And, uh, and good things happen. For, a friend of mine told me recently that the Lord started dealing with him. He's a pastor. Started dealing with him. Um, about praying um, some extra time and about spending time worshiping the Lord a little bit more and not just like on the day of service. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to you, but you know, in, in pastoring and teaching, 
you always make sure you pray the day you're, <laughs> you're speaking. I hope most do. <laughs> well, because there's an urgency there. You know you've got to be in tune. You've got to be tuned in. You can't be thinking about a gazillion things. You make sure and pray extra. But anyway, he said the Lord dealt with him about uh, praying extra, not just the day of or, you know, the day of when he was ministering, but the day before and the day before that. And even though it seemed unrelated, so he said, I just started doing that. I spent an extra time the day before, the day, you know, in other days. And, uh, and it turned out, and then he told me later, he said, and it's working real good. <laughs> in other words, he's getting to his time when he's ministering, and things are happening that weren't happening before. And he's able to, just as a being uh, spiritually percept- perceptive and aware He's able to know what's happening much better and much clearer. Anyway, there's some, there's some things that we can do just in our personal life. Just, man, just minister unto the Lord like we did here tonight. Amen. I, I like to do this. I just, I'm just talking here. Uh, <laughs> I like to do this. If ever I'm praying or worshiping and there's a phrase, I don't write songs and stuff. Some, some people do. Um. I'll sing songs that just come out of me, but they don't, they're not good enough to like write, <laughs> you know, or record or anything. Uh, but sometimes they'll just be a phrase in prayer or when I'm worshiping, just like tonight, I, I let everyone in, I worship you. And just, I just stay on that for a while. Maybe stay on it for 10 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And uh, don't, you know, don't put a timestamp on it, but the Lord will inspire something in you. And it seems like for that day, for that time, this is good man this just works this just flows and you just begin to go that way you start following the Lord you'll, he'll get around to things that you want if you'll focus first on things that he wants whatever he's leading you to do do that at the moment and if we're faithful there I mean that's again that's what's before us it's what he's given us he will get around to talking to you about what you need amen the answer that you want Praise God. All right. God is good. Amen. Let's get out our Bibles for a moment. And let's look at uh, Acts chapter 9. You know, that middle part of the plan there's the beginning there's the middle part and the end the end's pretty quick because when it's over it's over you know when you're done you're done and we all want to get to done I don't know about you but I there's something in me that likes done I mean I don't know if this is just me who thinks this way but the older I get there's some things I don't look forward to like being older but there's always something in me that I like because it's like I'm closer to being done. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really talked to anyone about that, but I look forward to being done even though I'm having a good time on the way. There's something, <laughs> something in me that looks forward to, I finished. I want to be like Paul. I finished my course. I ran my race. I finished my course. And there's laid up for me a, a reward. And I look forward to that. But that middle part, once you've started, that middle part is the kicker now. And 
that's the time where many start and don't finish. Many begin and they poop out somewhere along the way, then so they don't get to the end or they don't finish. And I want to make sure and finish. And so I've got to have strength for the journey. I've got to have strength to carry on and to continue. I've got to have, uh, I've got to do the right things so I don't get halfway and run out of gas. You know, when you, when you fly airplanes and you, you do what's called a pre-flight, um, one of the things you do in planning a trip is you make sure you have enough fuel. <laughs> it becomes kind of a big deal, and it's a little more tricky than just, just figuring out for your car, you know, or figuring, hey, you know, there's gas stations along the way, and, uh, or it's just a mileage thing. When you get up in the air, a lot of it has to do with headwinds and tailwinds. Because you can have a serious headwind and, and bye-bye gasoline. <laughs> In other words, because you're just not going very fast over the ground. You know, your airspeed says, you know, you're going so fast over the ground, cars can be passing you. <laughs> if you're in the little plane, seriously, they can. <laughs> it's like, those cars are going faster than me on that freeway. I am an airplane. This is not right. So you drop things out. No. What causes us to be strengthened and sustained? In in uh, Acts nine, we just mentioned the Saul on the road to Damascus. Um, he got sent to a guy named Ananias to lay hands on him because he went. He lost his sight for a season. He got filled with the Holy Spirit, verse 17. You know, the scales like fell from his eyes. He rose, he got baptized. Okay, verse 19. This might seem odd, but verse 19. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Do you know that's in the Bible? How do you get strong? You eat. You eat. You're talking spiritual food, right? No, no, no. I'm talking... (laughs) I'm talking tacos. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking Louisiana chicken pasta. Uh, <laughs> why, 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 do I, why do I bring this up? Well, he was obviously weak. And why, why does it put this in here? He ate and was strengthened. One thing we should all note is that we live in a physical world and have a physical body, and not everything is spiritual. We're talking about getting from here to there, from beginning to ending. And, uh, and I'm not confused to think that people are going to fail to eat, but uh, especially not in America. <laughs> uh, but listen, I'll just speak, speak from, from experience. So, there have been times when when I have uh, been dealing with something and at the moment it was challenging up here and it seemed like (sighs) but after lunch I felt like I could do it and I know some might talk about blood sugar and I don't really care about that you know what I'm talking about I'm not saying there's not natural things in motion there I'm saying there is natural things that are in, in, in play here. And, 
And uh, we need to realize that we live in a physical body and sometimes people feel like God's far away or they're not getting their answer and it's just something physical. They're physically weak. Sometimes, you know, you could tie this into, sometimes you just need to sleep. I don't mean all day. (laughs) There have been a number of times where things were hard for me at night, but in the morning I could handle them. In other words, they weighed down on me. I thought, ah. But in the morning I thought, this is no big deal. Well, what was that spiritual? No. It just, it reminds me that I'm dealing with how I feel. And that's why, you know, you've probably heard this before. It's not wise to make big decisions when you're tired, when you're hungry, when, you know, when you got extra stuff naturally on you. All right? And so uh, one of the things we need to do Thank you, Lord. It's just simply take care of natural stuff. Amen. If you're feeling weak, maybe you need to eat. Now, uh, of course, don't put everything on that. <laughs> In other words, don't look for a natural reason for everything. Many times people do just the, the, the opposite. They miss it by um, blaming everything on the natural. And they think that everything's a physical issue when sometimes it's genuinely spiritual. Um, Acts 15. Acts chapter 15. And verse 32. Let's see. Yeah, now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets also, exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. Notice how they were strengthened. They exhorted them and and strengthened them with what? Many words. If you are ever feeling a lack of strength and a lack of ability to carry on, Sometimes what you need is not a pizza, but words. What do you need? Many words. What will they do? Well, the right kind of words will strengthen you. Will strengthen you. Are you saying, I just need to read my Bible? I'm saying that 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 would be part of it. But there's more than one way to receive exhortation and encouraging words. Amen. But what, see, what we want to do is respond the correct way to what we feel. And if I'm not strengthened to carry on, I need to respond appropriately. Don't quit. Don't turn to alcohol. Don't do, don't, you know, a lot of things we shouldn't do. But what we should do, so, this is one of the primary things, is turn to words of life words of encouragement amen have a resource on hand not of course the bible but have resources on hand you know go to our website and download a gazillion things for free various topics sometimes you just need encouraged in a certain word you need you need strengthened in a certain area 
Maybe you have other things that, you, that can help you and you can listen to where someone brings an anointed word to you. So sometimes people don't think of that. Well, what's wrong? I just need somebody to pray. Well, just get some words. Words will strengthen you. God's words, an encouraging word, will strengthen you. And so they strengthen the brethren with many words. Many words. Many. So listen to it a lot. It's called MP3, CD, books you like to read. doesn't matter how it comes. Hmm. The Bible, read it. Or to the Bible, listen to it. Different ways. We want to receive words. They will strengthen us. We're talking about the middle here. Not the beginning, not the end, the middle. I need to be sustained or sometime in the middle I'm going to run out. Amen. You can't continue on the road year after year without refilling. You will run out. Amen. Look at 16th chapter. Verse 4, as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So, so talking about these churches were getting direction, instruction, they're getting words to act on. Verse 5, so the churches were, what? Strengthened in faith and increased in number daily. They received words from the mothership, right, from Jerusalem from uh, the leaders they received words they received direction and that strengthened them you need strength I need strength I need that through words spoken amen praise God well let's look at uh, Colossians 3 Bible says in Romans 4 that Paul was strengthened in faith giving glory to God he was strengthened in faith giving glory to God one of the ways I can strengthen I can get strength again and sustenance is to give glory to God I praise him and strength comes into me Colossians 3 verse 16 uh, you know that's not what I wanted I don't think it's a good it's a good word actually applies that's not what I was looking for um, let's look at Ephesians 2 or 3 might as well use 3 314 for this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. And so there is a prayer element here. What can I pray? I can pray the exact same thing, that I would be strengthened with might. Strengthened with might. Say it out loud, Lord. Strengthen me, Strengthen me with might, with might. 
through your spirits in the inner man. Yeah, that's a New Testament prayer right there. Oh, it works every single day. Lord, strengthen me today with might. Amen. I don't know how we're not going to make it to the end if we're saying, Lord, strengthen me with might. But it's amazing sometimes how we can go lengthy periods of time getting weaker and weaker and weaker, and we never really think of this. And sometimes we know it. I'm talking, I've known it for a long time. But how many times do I go and I feel weak, feel weak, feel weak, and I never even do this. And I feel worn out, and, and I don't even do this. And there it is, New Testament-inspired prayer. Lord, strengthen me with might in my inner man. Amen. And then 1 Corinthians 12. I want to finish here. First Corinthians 12, verse 18. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. So you can see that God is directly involved in placing people within the body of Christ. What do we mean placing? Placing them in specific areas. And you can see if you read the context here, it has to do with gifting. It has to do with their assignment, what He wants them to do in His kingdom. God is pleased with people, and so He gifts them, He empowers them to fulfill a specific role. The body analogy, of course, is how we see the hand and the feet and so forth. Every part of the body has a different function. Uh, they're not all the same. They're not to be despised. Uh, but the Lord is pleased, so He puts people in His body in a certain place. It is very important that we honor and recognize what God has assigned us to. The place that He has given us. Some people don't even like the idea of the word place. You know, ah, that's just pigeonholing me into a certain category. Or you're just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but God does that. It is a, it is a, a very hindersome concept to think that I can do anything and everything or that you can just do anything and everything hmm. no I can fulfill my role I can succeed in my place and one of the things that is greatly draining and therefore unsustaining to a person getting from beginning to end is them and them trying to get to the end and they're not in the right place. That will wear you out so fast, it's not even funny. People struggle and they fight, and it's like, man, this is hard. And if a person's not in their place, man, that will sap the strength out of you faster than almost anything. But one of the most energizing and empowering things is when a person recognizes and finds what they're supposed to do. Then there's a continual um, 
burst of resource, burst of God's um, sustaining power and, and life and victory and joy and direction. Why do some people seem to get direction from God more? And it's, I mean, right direction. I don't mean they're just saying God told me every other sentence, but they actually hearing from God. Uh, why do some people seem to get that? Well, sometimes it's because they're in the right place. They're doing what he's called them to do. They're using their gifts. They found what they're good at, what they're, what they're enabled by God to do. And therefore, he's working with them and he's helping them. But if I'm off, if I'm supposed to be over here and I'm over here, what's God going to talk to me about? <laughs> it's just, I'm just not really doing what he created me to do. I'm not in that place where he has something to say to me very frequently. He's talking to me over there. And I'm over here. Seems kind of dry. I'm tired. I don't even know if this is worth it. Man. Maybe I'll just do something else. <laughs> hmm. And so these words are real. This is not just dreamland, God places certain, places people in the body as it, because it pleases him, as it pleases him. And so what we have too frequently is people making all kinds of decisions about their own life without his counsel. Well, I want to do this. Okay. Is that your gift? If so, go for it. You know, is that your place? Is that your grace? Is that what God is working in you to do? Then go for it. But if it's not, it's not going to work. God's not talking to me. That ought to be a concern. You know what I'm saying? He's not saying anything to me. Amen. I think too many times in our day, people are so, have it your way. I choose everything that we've forgotten that we're supposed to not choose everything, but discover some things. And, and we, have, we need to have a perfect balance, I, I believe, in knowing what is our responsibility, what we are supposed to do, and knowing what God has chosen and we don't get to choose. We need to know what is in our control. We need to know what's not in our control. And what is not in our control is the gift and calling of God. It's whether I'm a hand or a foot or an eye or a nose or a, uh, you know what I'm talking about. That's not up to me. Well, I want to be that. Well, so you could be a frustrated person all your life. The most satisfied, the most fulfilled people are simply those who get to the place where they know. They've discovered that place, then they're sustained. Then there's a natural ability to continue on. Amen? Well, God is good. Thank you, Lord. I think I'm done. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, we just thank you. We love you. Lord, we honor you and bless you. You're so faithful to us. You're so gracious and so kind. Lord.
Lord, you're so gracious and so kind. Lord, you lead us. You guide us and direct us every step of the way. Thank you for your word that helps and sustains in every way. Thank you, Lord, for directing our steps tonight. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts tonight. We receive, we receive of you. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God is good.